to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. I'm Rob Cressy, and I'm super excited to be jamming with you. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet America. Right now, they're running a promotion for current players, where if you place a bet of $5 or more, you'll receive $20 in free bets. All you've got to do is opt into the promotion. Eligibility and restrictions apply. See the website for details. And joining me on today's show to talk about NFL Week 7 action is football analyst Scott Shapiro. But first, I want to jam about three things real quick. First off, the Nationals are one game away from making the World Series. If you listen to the MLB Playoff podcast, you know that I've got a ticket on the Nationals plus 875 to win the National League. This very much exemplifies what we talked about in the Long Shot Bets podcast. It's about taking a calculated risk where you can also see the narrative. In this instance, the narrative was the starting pitching of the Nationals. If they got past the Dodgers, they'd be sitting pretty. Guess what? That happened. Keep this in mind for future long shot or future bets. Is there a scenario where you need only one thing to happen to put yourself in the driver's seat to success? You're excited. Feel these nipples. Number two, looking back at last week, it was a mixed bag. Some good with some not so much. In college football, Temple came up big as they covered and won outright. Getting the points was profitable with Texas and USC, not as much with Florida as they lost by half a point. What I learned here is that I will continue to take double-digit points in big-time games. On the NFL side, I was on the ball with the roller coaster that is the Atlanta Falcons on the road. That game was gross in so many ways and played out in the most Falcons-Cardinals way possible. But times weren't as bright as I was on the Chiefs and Cowboys who both let us down. What's the lesson here? Double-check yourself. Sometimes you want something to happen and you can have a blind spot. I was aware of the Cowboys' easy early season schedule, but the narrative was so easy for me to buy into. All they had to do was win. I didn't recheck myself. As for the Rams, I knew about the Super Bowl hangover. I even talked about it on a podcast. I knew this, yet sometimes you just don't listen to yourself or think about it. Sometimes you have to stick to your guns in the principle of it. For the Big Mick bet of the week, they got the golden arches. Mine is the golden arcs. We had our first loss, as well as the first instance in which two of the teams in our six-team Moneyline Parlay lost. Georgia went down to South Carolina to kick off the day, and then the Cowboys lost later on. What I learned is that the NFL is highly variable. Listen to your gut. Going into it, I said, you know what? I feel weird about the Cowboys, and I'm not sure why. I should have listened to my gut. This should be a bet. If we're doing money line of big, hope, big favorites, I should feel good about every single game. As for Georgia, be careful with betting conference games. The teams are more familiar with each other, and there's more motivation. Also, one more thing about the big Mick bet of the week. You watch the best teams differently by being more aware of their outcomes. I'm really enjoying this because traditionally I'm not laying huge points with these teams, 
but it's interesting to be able to follow those games and have a vested interest. This son of beats all night. He chick, chick, chick. He tripped me. Before we get to the games from our friends at Covers Experts, here's an exclusive offer for the Sharp 600 listeners only. Get 25% off any Covers Experts product when you use promo code SHARP25. Take advantage of this limited time offer. Save a little money and follow the pros all the way to the bank. Again, that's SHARP25 for 25% off any product. All right, you guys, let's listen up. And joining me on the show to talk about NFL Week 7 action is Scott Shapiro, football analyst at Bet America. Scott, great to have you back on the show. Yeah, I love doing these every other week, Rob. It's good to be back to uh, chat some Week 7 NFL. We're almost, uh, well, we're getting close to the midway point, I guess. There is a trend that needs to continue to be repeated. NFL underdogs this year. So listen to some of these stats. In week six, underdogs went 10 and four against the spread. And on the season, 54, 35, and two, which is a 60% clip. Keeping it going. Road teams this year, 55, 33, and two, 62%. Road dogs. 41, 20, and one against the spread, 67% hit. And then divisional dogs, 18 and 10 against the spread, 64% clip. That is just astounding there. And I think it's a great thing to remember, certainly for what we're about to talk about for the framing of a lot of, a lot of the games. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the road teams is what pops out to me. Underdogs, you know, it's a big number. Not as much of a surprise. Actually, good to see people not rewarded for just betting the best, uh, betting the best teams consistently. But the road thing, maybe it's something worth noting. A lot of these teams might not have the home field anymore. And one thing I've heard talked about is the traveling. It's not as difficult on the players as it used to be. They have private planes and such. Things are a little bit easier. So definitely worth keeping in mind. And it's hard to get in tune with the fact that man. Maybe this home field thing isn't what it used to be. You kind of have to fix the brain to think that way. And it is why I continue to hammer home, get comfortable being uncomfortable because early on you may say, oh, look at all these home team, or look at all these favorites covering or whatever. Inevitably, it always regresses back to the teams where you're going to be getting the points by definition. Vegas knows everyone's going to be betting on the favorites. So there is going to be more value in these underdogs. Yeah, the word value is key. And a lot of the pros out there that make a living doing this, they bet numbers more than they bet teams. So they don't care if the Redskins or the Dolphins or the Bengals are two points off from what it should be because of public perception. They'll hammer that home, you know, hammer those, those dogs that are getting value. And I think that's a very important thing to remember because if you can start training yourself to think a little bit more like that, you're less emotional and you're more analytical about it. So let's start with, uh, a very important game in the NFC, Cowboys laying three at home, taking on the Eagles. Both teams three and three. Cowboys started out three and oh, but they had an easy schedule. The Cowboys were without both of their, their starting tackles against the Jets. We don't know what's going on with the status of Amari Cooper. The Eagles, their secondary has been getting torched. I see this as a relatively even game where either team could win. I like the Eagles on this one. What about you? 
Yeah, I'm leaning Eagles, and a lot of it has to do with the expected injuries, as you mentioned. The Eagles, they're a complete team minus their terrible secondary. So you need to be able to take advantage of that secondary if you're going to be able to beat them. And I don't know if Dallas is going to be able to with their tackles being injured and their star wide receiver, Amari Cooper, uh, being likely. I mean, at this point, it seems like he's unlikely to play, obviously, several days out. I don't know if they're going to be able to, to protect Dak Prescott enough against that uh, relatively strong front four of the Eagles. I look for the Eagles to get enough pressure on da uh, Dak to, to have enough back there. They're getting a little healthier in the secondary to kind of control the Dallas passing game. And I still think the Eagles, especially if they get Deshaun Jackson back, which is possible, have one of the better offenses in the league. Yeah, and for me, if you wanted to simplify it, in a coin flip game, given what we just heard about, the success of road teams and underdogs, give me the three points with the Eagles because they can still lose by two and you cover. No, I agree. That's a great thing to keep in mind, right, right follow up, because yes, you'd, you'd say, oh, Dallas is at home. They have the advantage. Well, maybe not, as we've seen from those stats. And also the Eagles have had success in Big D. All right, so one thing that I do every week is I put out and say, hey, Sharp 600 community on Twitter, what games do you want to hear us talk about? Dave Baker hit us up <laughs> saying, Texans-Colts. Colts are favored by one at home. So with this game, both teams just have beaten the Chiefs on the road. Colts coming off a bye. Texans are riding high. I believe that the Texans are perceived as the better team here. They're a lot sexier with Deshaun Watson, but that's giving me pause because I have a hard time trusting the Texans. I've backed the Colts for much of the year. As I said, they're coming off a bye there. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, you mentioned the bye, and that's key because I think Frank Reich and his staff are superior to Bill O'Brien and his staff. So having extra time to prepare versus a team coming off a big road victory in Kansas City is huge. And when Deshaun Watson has time like he did against the Chiefs, I mean, he could have done his taxes back there. Um, he's going to beat you. But I don't necessarily think he'll have that much time against the Colts. And Indy has beaten Houston five straight times, Rob, including that dominating performance in the wild card game last year. So give me the better coach team. Yes, they're at home. I'm not going to hold that against them. I think it will be an advantage in this spot with the extra rest. Darius Leonard should be back. Nice. So I'm not – going to have a pick on this one. My lean would be Colts because of my gut saying I don't trust the Texans. And this is more of a year-after-year year thing. When everyone sees them rolling hot, it's like, oh, of course you'd want to get something with the Texans. I think one play that you could do is, given that the number is at one, if you wanted to tease the Texans in a six-point teaser up to a touchdown, that may be a little bit attractive. But at the moment, for me, this is a lean to the Colts, but currently a pass. Uh, Next one, the NCAA guru hit us up saying he would like us to talk about Falcons-Rams. Rams, three-point road favorites. And I was on both the Rams and against the Falcons last week, so I have a very intimate relationship with both of these teams. <laughs> and here's the crazy thing. As much as I spewed that I don't like the Falcons on the road, I feel differently about them at home. My first gut was – take the Falcons and the points here because I believe this could be a kitchen sink game for them, having just lost in horrible fashion to the Cardinals in a game where they could have at least won the game. This is something where they've got to win this. And right now the Rams, they've lost three more. Aqib Tlaib just got placed on IR. 
which definitely is not going to help the secondary against a pass-heavy Falcons offense. Plus, there's plenty of time for the back door in this game as well. For me, give me the Falcons plus three as gross as it feels. <laughs> yeah, two of the more disappointing teams in the NFC, maybe the NFL, Rob. The Rams can't seem to find a victory. I thought I liked them last week as well or a couple days back against the Niners. They jumped out. Uh, and scored on the first possession and didn't score again. Their defense is, is really puzzling me. And now without Aqib Tlaib, I don't know how they're going to hold the Falcons passing game down. Austin Hooper playing well. Julio Jones in a good spot here. Uh, but the problem is, is that Atlanta defense, yes, they are better at home, but that secondary is a disaster. So I, this is a stay away for me. I don't trust either team. Part of me thinks the Rams are going to get right here, but I think they're going to get right on offense. I don't think they're going to have as much success stopping the Falcons. I know it's a high total, but uh, 54 and a half, tough to get excited about. But if I play anything in this game, it'll be over. I'm looking for a shootout in Atlanta. And for me, once again, I was, I'm defaulting to underdogs this week, and it's always my default. But when looking at this, I'm like, all right, Let's get uncomfortable with it. So by no means do I feel all warm and fluffy <laughs> being like, ooh, can't believe that I just did this. So it's speaking of being uncomfortable, let's get to our uncomfortable bet of the week. And I'll actually let you go first. Yeah, I had a hard time with this one because I feel like there's only a few uncomfortable spots and I don't like a lot of the, the, the low home dogs like you mentioned with the Falcons and the Bengals. Let's go to Monday night and let's go with the Jets. It's never comfortable betting against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, but the Jets are getting nine points right now. They're a different team with Sam Darnold, no doubt. I still think they'll struggle on offense with Bill Belichick having extra time to prepare. But they're a better team, and the Patriots' offense, I'm not sure about you, but they're they're making me uncomfortable just watching them. So, And C.J. Mosley is supposed to be back, the Jets' best defensive player. I think the Jets can keep this game close in New York on Monday night coming off the big win against Dallas. I'll take the points. Not that comfortable, though. When looking at my initial pass through the games, that Jets line actually stood out to me initially, especially when it was at 10 there, Jets at home. Because I like the Jets with Sam Darnold, and we saw it last week, and it, it sort of maybe took some value out of the Jets that I thought that might be there for the next few weeks had they not won because they're a different team. Heading into the season, I liked Sam Darnold. Uh, I don't remember what the uh, over-under win total was, but I have to imagine it was around eight because I think they were this similar to Buffalo. So the Jets weren't this atrocious team like we saw when Darnold went out, and then it was just a comedy of errors. The big challenge is betting against the Patriots. That is never comfortable, and it's not profitable because the Patriots have been the best team against the spread in the Tom Brady era. Yeah, you mentioned that it's hard to believe the Super Bowl champs from last year and several times during that era would still be profitable, especially when we speak about road teams and dogs having so much success this year. But they've been, uh, they've been impressive. But really, I had the Patriots last week against the, Jet, the Giants. They never should have covered that game. And the Giants were extremely banged up. So I think the Jets could do enough to cover in this one. All right. For me, looking at my uncomfortable game, I'm going to go Packers taking on Raiders. Packers are six-point favorites. And quietly, the Raiders have wins over the Broncos, Colts, and Bears. Losses to the Chiefs and Vikings. So those aren't bad losses. The Packers are on short rest. And I wasn't exactly thrilled over what I saw last night on Monday night with them. They should have lost. 
is it comfortable for me to take the Raiders? Zero percent. But guess what? I'm keeping with the underdog trend, and I got this at six and a half, and literally a few minutes later, the, the line moved to six, and I'm even seeing some five and a halves out there. So I'm back in the Raiders. I got it at six and a half as my uncomfortable bet, and really I'm just going to say they're going to find a way to keep it close. Yeah, the Raiders have played pretty well. John Gruden has been uh, impressive in his coaching this team, losing Antonio Brown right before the season start. And the Packers, especially without Devontae Adams, really are not electric on offense. So anytime you can get points against a team that struggles to score, especially after the first quarter, I think it's well worth it. I like the pick. All right, so let's get to our six-point teaser. And going through this, I've had a difficult time on the teasers, despite the fact that the underdogs are having such success for whatever reason, I'm just not pinpointing it. But this is the week when everything is going to get better. So I'm looking first game for me, Bears, Saints. Saints are getting three. I'm teasing that bad boy up to six. The Saints defense has impressed me a lot. My biggest concern is the Bears D is so good. They're coming off a bye in the Saints offense. 25th in terms of yards per game and points per game under Teddy Bridgewater. This is also their second straight road game. It does give me a little hesitation, but give me the Saints plus nine. And the other one, I'm going to head to Thursday night, Broncos, Chiefs. Give me the Broncos plus nine and a half. I'm teasing it up from three and a half to nine and a half. Reason being, they love to run the ball. They're going to slow this game down, and the Chiefs are not good at stopping the run. Mahomes hasn't been, hasn't been himself the last few games. And the Broncos' two home losses were just by two points and three points to the Jags and Bears. And you know what? Nothing like backing <laughs> Joe Flacco in primetime. <laughs> no, I like those picks. Um, that Bears-Saints game, it feels like the public's going to be all over the Saints. So uh, it scares me a little bit, but I like the idea of getting more than a touchdown. My six-point teaser is going to be first with the Eagles, plus nine. I think that game could go either way, but you give me more than a touchdown in that rivalry, especially with the Cowboys' injuries. I don't think the Eagles, even if they lose, will quit in that game if they fall behind. I think the Eagles, at the very least, keep that within one score, even though I like them to win the game. And then let's go with your other pick, your uncomfy pick. Give me 11.5 points with the Raiders. Packers have not been beating anybody by double digits, although they beat the Broncos by that. But that was very fortunate that game uh, earlier in the season. They got lucky. So I'm going to go with the Eagles plus the nine, the Raiders plus 11 and a half. All right, let's recap our picks. I've got the Eagles plus three, the Falcons plus three, and the Raiders plus six and a half. What about you, Scott? I got the Colts minus one. I've got the Ra – I like the Ravens. I mean, sorry, the Seahawks this week. We didn't mention it. I want to throw that out there as my best bet, minus three and a half. I've also got the Eagles plus three. My uncomfy pick is the Jets plus nine. And my teaser is Eagles and Raiders. Scott, where can everybody connect with you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at ScottShap34. And you can find most of my writing on extra.betamerica.com. I post all my stuff on Twitter, though, so that's the best place, Rob. And I want to hear from you. What is on your NFL Week 7 card? Do you have an uncomfortable bet? A six-point teaser for us. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Rob Cressy. Make sure to use hashtag Sharp600 and be part of our community. Also, make sure to tag at covers. One thing that we say every week is the biggest thing you can do to help us out is subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And when you do, we will give you a shout-out on the podcast. 
And this week, we're giving a shout out to Pick Pat, who gave us five stars and said, love this podcast, great info and great picks week after week. They've helped me be sharp with my money. Give them a listen. You won't regret it. I very much appreciate you, Pick Pat. Remember, make sure to check into Bet America. When you place a bet of $5 or more, you'll receive $20 in free bets. And if you want to be a sharp, don't be a square with your bankroll. Be disciplined with your money management. The book of Della Devil hit you with the rap level of 10. The one, two, three, your pen. I get action. So everybody jump with your rope. If you like the way the sound pump, pump it in your black trunk. And let loose with the juice when I do rock. I'm too hot. Some say I got more juice than two pops.